Hey, what's up, guys? This is Bastards of Art, um, episode 1.5, I guess. 1.5. <laughs> the learning curve. Woo. Hi, I'm Matt, and this is John. How's it going? And we're here with Bastards of Art with our second podcast. I don't know why I'm doing this with my fingers, but anyway, we're today... We're gang signs. Yeah. We'll do this for the third one. <laughs> we, we both got initiated this morning. John got beat in. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, we want to come in and kind of like parl or kind of duck, dovetail, ducktail, dovetail off the last episode. Dovetail. Dovetail. Yeah. Uh, we're going to like dovetail off the last episode. I'm going to call it ducktail. We're going to ducktail off the last episode. Um, we want to talk about goals and setting goals. And, you know, this is this is for people who are, who are kind of like lost and not really sure, you know, what's going on or people who have set goals before and not stuck to them. Hmm. Yeah, the the hardest thing that you'll realize is without setting goals that you're never going to get anywhere. Um, and whether or not that's like a year from now or you realize that five years from now, which is the most depressing thing. Um, but it, it really helps give you two, like it helps you give mile markers throughout your year so you can actually look back on like, oh, that really worked out or no, that failed or look what I accomplished this year. I think that's yeah. the one really nice thing is you kind of, if you've never journaled before, you start realizing that you have documentation of things that you've accomplished. Yeah, and that's the thing. Is sometimes we put our heads down and we grind and we grind and we grind. And when we look up, we want to see that we've moved on. We don't mm. want to see that we've basically been grinding in the same spot. You hear that all the time. Like, oh, I'm just trying to get better. Just trying to work. Just trying to work at it. And you're like, what are you doing? Hmm. And they don't really have an answer for you. They just say, I'm, I'm just working hard, man, just trying to get better. And I think the thing of it is when you put your head down and you just grind like that, you're not, you're not giving yourself goal, uh, like milestones like John was saying, like you were saying. No, totally. I, it's kind of like sitting down to a, a project and realizing you've just spent 12 hours on it and it only felt like three yeah you know when when you when you're setting goals and you're mapping out your your timeline um it gives you clear-cut things that you're shooting for and you you don't get uh blindsided by the fact that you've just wasted a whole bunch of time yeah the uh the kind of like the the rule of thumb i use when setting goals for myself to get something going to get it from like Oh, I should do that one day or I wish I was doing what those guys were doing is I have to I have to do three things think it say it and then do it and thinking it is like the conception it's the it's the point of like you kind of realize like you're not exactly where you want to be um, in in art let's say, let's just say, say for like I don't know what would be an example of a goal you had recently um Switching shops would probably be the uh, the most recent goal for me. Yeah. Um, and just realize, like, coming to a realization where I was at, um, and a big thing for me is developing skill sets um, and things that I'm uncomfortable with. So realizing where I was at wasn't really providing that for me. And, okay, well, what do I need to make that shift well i need to get outside of my comfort zone and i need to meet new people so like figuring out like what are some good options around here who do i need to start spending time with etc etc and just setting the goals of 
making physical connections and starting to build a rapport with certain kinds of people and make the shift from there. I know when you set goals, do you do you journal in some form? I, mean, I, I got like mole notebooks and they're not really in any particular order. It's just the act of writing it down helps with the conception. It's part of the think it, say it, do it. I don't necessarily go back to them all the time. Mm. And and I've got like four or five of them scattered around my, my living areas and my shop and backpacks. And so I just grab the first mole notebook that I find and I just, I write it all down that way. Somehow the act of writing something down, it's, it's almost like an oath that you're committing, mm. you're committing something to yourself. You're like, I want to do this, man. Well, the hard thing for me with doing that is I realize then I've got 10 different sketchbooks with <laughs> well, yeah, di- different goal sets. <laughs> and then you, you pick it up two years later and you're like, oh, I forgot about or that. you pick it up two years later and you're like, I never, I never followed through with that. Right? <laughs> but, um, I think like a good a good option um, that I'm gonna try and start doing is like keeping in one central location. Nowadays, everything runs off your phone. Yeah, you know. So um, we've been using a particular app to kind of collaborate with and like going forward at least. So I'm setting goals and like a good person for me is my wife holding me accountable. So yeah. this way she can look at it and. Because that's the other thing is having having people other than yourself hold yourself accountable to Yeah, and that's part of saying it out loud for me is if I say it out loud to enough people, then eventually they, they check back on me and say, mm-hmm. hey, did you, you know, one of the one of the latest goals was just this podcast alone. Okay. And it wasn't like a matter of just getting, hey, let's get a recording device and just start talking. Um, like John was saying, we, we kind of collaborated on this one in particular, which helped for the accountability. But we would write stuff down and we would figure out what we needed, what equipment we needed, what time schedule we needed. And I, I really think that was one of the biggest parts of, of getting this goal underway was setting time aside to actually do it. Dedicating to it. Yeah. yeah, and like this morning we're recording, we get up at the shop pretty early in the morning. It's We got here at six o'clock this morning just to get set up and get rolling. And I got stuff to do. I got a lot of stuff to do that don't, re- <laughs> that don't require me to sit here and just talk to a podcast. But if if I would have slipped up on on this goal that it was already set on the calendar, it's then no I just balls. yeah I, I I let myself keep doing that. No, you know, totally. yeah. so setting time aside once you once you come up with a goal, um, setting time aside is is seriously important. You've got to be realistic. You can't. You know, everyone's always. I think I reach out to most people and I say everyone's tried to join a gym at one point or another. But they don't put the time aside during the week to actually go to the gym. They just keep like coming up with excuses of why they didn't go to the gym, and then your then your your self worth starts to slip. Or you, you like really gung ho in that honeymoon stage for like mm. the first week, and then it's like, oh yeah, it's too cold outside. Yeah, I'm not gonna go into this morning. Yeah, or you burn yourself out during that honeymoon phase. You just try to tackle it, and and, and, you, and you and it's too much of a beast. And I think one of the big things was I was doing uh, that Inktober mm-hmm. recently, and. Um, the that's first. where that's the Inktober is where you're supposed to do one drawing a day. Oh right, right, yeah, one drawing a day for a month. And the first three, I was super stoked. I was waking, I was up at five, drawing for an hour every day. And then, like the third or the fourth one, you, it just hits you. You're like, what am I gonna do today? I'm so exhausted. <laughs> and like my kid's waking up and he's crawling all over me. I'm like, I gotta get this done in an hour because the wife's gonna wake up and the baby's gonna wake up, and it's just. It, it does, you start getting these roadblocks and you gotta figure out, like, maintain that momentum no matter what. Like, if, if waking up and hitting a wall right away 
uh, is what stops you. Like figure out what's going to make it easier to keep that going. And that's where we get to the idea that once you've said it out loud, you got to start planning. You got to start writing things down. You got to you got to figure out like write a basically a small mission statement right on maybe like um like something that could fit on the inside of, a, of an old school matchbook don't make it too complicated don't write yourself an essay um one of the last projects that i that i was really into was i wanted to learn photoshop that was a big deal for me to be fluid in photoshop i knew i knew photoshop was a powerful tool um but I didn't. I didn't have a workflow in place, so so it wasn't powerful for me because I spent more time looking up how Setting to do something. Yeah. So some of the some of the plans planning I did was I, I wrote down a list of things I wanted out of Photoshop, and then every opportunity I had, I made it in Photoshop. Whether it was like, mm. you know, something dumb like the kids wanted needed something for school, like a book cover. You know, and I was like, hey, let's do it in Photoshop together, you know, or right, right. invitations. Hey, let's do it in Photoshop. That way I could keep using it and keep getting more familiar with it. Um, but the plan was there to uh, accomplish a goal. And, and like I said, I, I wrote it down. So it made it easier to refer back to after my brain spasm was gone. Well, another thought of that, too, is like um, for something like that, for instance, like if you're only... If your goal is to set up and learn how to use Photoshop, but you're only going to use it for work, and you're only using that time to learn it while you're doing work things, it's going to take you that much longer. But if you figure out other opportunities, like you said, like, oh, if my kids have got a school project, like, let's do it in this. Like, you're doing different things with that while learning that thing. Because the thing that I realize is, like, say, for instance, if I was learning Photoshop, if I'm only using it for work, I'm going to start getting burnt out and not getting, A, my work stuff done, um, but I'm also going to get burnt out on learning it. So, like, if it's just, if you have to get work stuff done in your workflow, like, do it on paper and then do it, learn Photoshop on another project so you're not getting burnt out on it. I think another thing about planning it, too, is it helps you work backwards. Mm. So, one one of the things I learned about planning as well is, I would write huge big pictures yeah. and then chunk it down chunk it down backwards where it was like um, I want to like recently I've, I've been I've been on this mission to kind of like gather all my my drawings and put them together and just have a quick reference book for myself and um, so I start big I'm like well, what if it was a hardback book and it was had a PDF format and it was available online and I could actually do it for free and, you know, so I start like making these big, big plans. And then I start, what's the basic thing I need to do first? Mm. I need to gather all the drawings together. And that's like so, that's like the simple part. I need to organize the drawings. I need to, you know, start titling what type of drawing is this? Do I do more of like my fun drawings? Do I do my comic book drawings? Do I do my, my work drawings? What goes in there? Do you do, do you scan in your tangible ones? Is yeah, I take a photo. I don't know. But, but the point is, is that I'm, I'm, you need to chunk it down. So think big, mm -hmm. but attack small. You know? Right. You got to set. You got to set uh, smaller goals that are going to stack up and equal that big goal. Almost like mini goals inside of your big goal. Right. Well, yeah. It, it's the whole concept of a five-year plan. You, like you set your target point, and then you figure out like what's my checkpoint at three years. What's my checkpoint at two years? What's my checkpoint at one year? And then you realize, like, okay, if I got to get to this point in one year, like, what do I got to do in the next 
six months, what I got to do in the next two months, what I got to do in the next week, you know, and you start chunking it down to like smaller and smaller bite size that are easier to accomplish. And that's, I think that's the overwhelming part. This might, if you've made it through with a particular goal, if you've made it through the, the planning and you've started executing it, this is, I think, where a lot of people who haven't gone through this yet, mm. they, they have to start pushing through their fears and they have to start. Um, and I think this is where most people balk at their, at their goal. Like say, we'll use a, another simple one, like the weight loss thing. So say you're, you know, you're a hefty dude you got about 30 pounds on you that you don't need. And you realize you only dropped two pounds in one week. That's overwhelming to start thinking like, let's do the math here. It's going to, I'm going to be here for six more months before I hit my goal. Right. You know, but if you're thinking that, like, I got to do this for six more months, you're, you're, you're already like putting up these roadblocks that you, you put up. Nobody else put those in front of you. Well, it's, it's, it's the, the concept, like I was talking to my chiropractor about this is the concept that we want instant gratification. We don't realize that like it's taken us two years to get to the point where we need an adjustment, but we're not willing to put in another year to get back to where we want to be. We want it done in two days, mm -hmm. you know? So realizing the fact that if I want to get to a certain level or a certain point that it's going to take time, like you have to in mentally prepare yourself to invest a certain amount of time because it's not going to be instantaneous. My brother, uh, used to have a saying and, and he's been successful in about everything he touches. Um, he used to say, don't sacrifice what you want for what you want right now. Mm. And that's, a having like little, like, you know, motivational, um, and the, I make fun of them online cause there's those people that, that like they post more motivational like little memes online and they actually go do stuff. Sure. You know, it's like they're, if I post enough of these memes of how awesome I'm going to be, I'll actually do it. But there is truth to some of those. If you really read them, if you can, if you can hold on to one or two like little one liners, you know, and that oh, yeah. was, that's how I got through a lot of my stuff. Like I, I lost a hundred pounds and I didn't do it in six months. I didn't do it in two months. And I did it by setting goals. And I, what I actually ended up doing was I'm, I made this particular goal a byproduct of another goal. So what I did on this, on this situation was I just started walking, which ended up turning into running, which turned into time, hmm. which turned into how, well, how fast can I do a mile? And my first mile was 22 minutes. Hmm. By the time two months went by, I had already set up my first milestone, which was to run a 5k. And I downloaded one of those couch to 5k, which helped me organize. Cool. But, um, I didn't run the whole thing. I walked half of it and I ran half of it, which put me mm. at a point where I was like, okay, well now I got to do it again and see how much better I go. And I didn't look at that first 5k as a failure. I looked at it as, well, here's where I'm at now. Now I know where I stand with nobody but myself. There's a saying I like a lot called when you're in competition with others, you get bitter. When you're in competition with yourself, you get better. Mm. And so I didn't hold myself to anyone else's standards but my own. And by doing that, you're able to push away a lot of those fears. That's the hardest thing because uh, talking to my buddies at uh, bike race too, it's like you can get wrapped up in, oh, I got to get this bike. I got to get this kit. You know, oh, did you hear about so-and-so talking about this is gear ratio yeah. or whatnot? It's like they all say... Just go out and do your first race. 
yeah, figure just, out where you're at. Like, there's a starting line, there's a finish line. What happens in the middle is no one's business but your own. Right, because either you're going to realize, I hate riding my bike, you know? <laughs> and you never realize that until you went out and did a race in the first place. Yeah. Or you're going to be like, oh my God, I love this. What do I do next? You know, and then, then you have a, be- like you were saying, you have a benchmark. Yeah. And then you can kind of build off of that. But it, until you know, you're just going to make all this stuff in, in your head. I think this is a little bit... You, you kind of touched on this before about who you surround yourself with. Mm. And I had this thing for a long time where I was trying to get those that were around me now as motivated and as excited about a project as I was. Whether mm. it was like, I want to do an art show, you know, or I want to travel a little bit more, or I want to go, you know, do whatever it is. You, you, and you, you look at your circle of, of peers at that time and you say... Guys, this is exciting. Let's do this. And here you are pulling this dead weight along with you. Mm. I think what ends up happening is, is like, like even with the the running or the bicycling or when it gets to art and you start doing art projects and you start getting into Photoshop, you'll, you will start to reach out to people that are already doing it. And you're, 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 you slowly look up one day and you realize you surrounded yourself with oh, people yeah. who have the same goals as you. And that, uh, that's like ambition breeds ambition. Ambi- ambition breeds ambition. <laughs> that was gonna. That was really cool what I was getting ready to say, and I screwed it all up. But ambition does breed ambition, and and you do have to kind of look around and go. You know what? You guys keep doing what you're doing. It makes you happy, but I want something more. Oh, totally. You know, and uh, so surrounding yourself with people that are that are into the same goals as you is super important. Well, it's also important too because you each go through roller coasters at different times, but. The fact that this, if you have people around you that are always motivated as well, that it helps you get through those lulls. Because, yes. I mean, it's natural. Like, no matter what uh, what field you're in, you're going to go through a time where you're like, dude, I just don't want to go to work today, you know? And it's hard. But if you got people around you that are doing their things on a consistent basis still, that, that helps you realize that, like, this is just a lull. I'm going to get through this and keep going and come out the other side. So you're going to be that guy for the next person that's going through the little bit of a dip. Yeah, and that that, uh, that preparation, those lulls, everything that we've been talking about, what ends up happening is you your brain starts to get ready to work on those projects mm. on its own. And after you do something for two weeks, it's supposed to start to become habit-forming. So once mm-hmm. you've set the time aside, once you start working on it, I mean, I don't wake up and go, Oh, I really want to paint a picture today and I'm going to go for it. And I feel creative. What I do is I start these, these, these paintings mm. and I set aside time to do it. And to tell you the truth, sometimes the first 20 minutes is gruesome. It's like, I don't know where I'm at with this. Oh, sure. What was I working on yesterday? Was I just working on cast shadows yesterday or was I, was I trying to get the atmosphere back or, you know, yeah. and you, you have to get in, you have to get your hands muddy and dirty. And then like you said, it, it, it just takes over and, you know, a couple hours fly by, Easily. you know, but. Or I was talking to Ryan yesterday about this too, is like, once you, once you have a certain amount of projects going and say you get a cancellation in your day and then you realize like, instead of getting depressed that you have a cancellation, you're like, oh my God, I get to work oh, yeah. on that painting today. That totally you know? happens. And you get to just dive into it, you know, instead of just sitting around and realizing, oh, I had a two hour break and I did nothing with it. Yeah. You, you, you have something to be productive with. Yeah, and that that I have um, I have about three goals going on at any given time. Any more than three, mm. and it's it's overwhelming. Oh, totally. But um, 
yeah, your downtime, you, it doesn't become this like downtime anymore. It becomes like, oh, I got to get, get going and get this stuff done. No, I do have about six or seven o'clock at night. I do have a shutdown mode mm-hmm. where it's like, I call it the hard stop where it's like, I know you want to work on all this stuff, but you're going to be useless if you do this 24 hours a day. Right. So yeah, that's the other thing is I do a hard stop. I, I think one of the, one of the things that kept me from, from achieving more in life was, um, I didn't know how to fail. I didn't know how to go through a project and then just have it not work out. Mm. I've, I've like I've started two other brands. Um, I, I tried to start one called um, uh, Kill Norm, which was supposed to be Kill Normal, and mm. that got railroaded. And then I was gonna start one called Ring True, and that got railroaded. And but Ring True was way more developed than Kill Norm, and now we're doing Bastards of Art and. This is already way more fluid, and it's all because I had those other failures oh, right, right, right. to kind of like go, well, I know that I don't want to waste time in micromanaging this or micromanaging that. I just want to go out there and start start doing stuff. I've got an idea what I want to do. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> That's the hardest thing to remember. Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about with the hot dog stand, like boil it down to what what you need to like achieve your end goal. Don't Don't fluff it up with the stuff that is... You can figure it out later. Like, if you need a hot dog stand, you need hot dogs. You don't need anything else. Yeah, and the, the thing of it is, is that you you will go in the direction you're headed. Mm-hmm. That was told to me a while back ago. So if you're not going in any direction, you're not going anywhere. Um, but I think you've got to also be comfortable with the, the the idea that as you're going to achieve your goals and you set these these benchmarks for yourself... You know, when you were setting all these, you 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 were new to it. Once you got into it, you started realizing like, oh, what I wanted was a little crazy, mm. <laughs> or what I wanted wasn't really that that. So you you, it's okay to kind of readjust and be like, I know I wanted to be a runner, but now I'm finding myself that I'm actually more into hiking, or I don't know what whatever oh, the so whatever right. the parallel or lateral move is. Yeah, what the the thing that I going back to like the five year plan is like. You, you set a goal for yourself five years from now, but in three years, you're going to be in a different place. And that five-year goal could be something different now. And you can't be so rigid in, I set a five-year goal, and oh, this yeah. is where I'm going to be in five years. Like, life doesn't happen that way. Mm-hmm. Like, no. you're, something drastic could happen in a year and totally shift your perspective, you know? And it, it's okay to be fluid or to realize that, oh, I, I actually don't like doing that. Yeah, be flexible. Yeah. You have to be flexible. You have to be... Because you otherwise to, you're not going to have fun. You, you're, you're either going to piss people off around you. Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing, too, is if, if you've been doing it for a year and, it's, and it sucks, right. what are you doing? <laughs> if it's not fun, don't do it. Exactly. All my goals excite me. All my goals get me... The more I unlock, the 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 more interested I'm in, mm. you know. Um, and then, you know, reaching out to resources, uh, getting people involved that are already doing it. People love to talk about themselves. Well, so, that was the big thing that, um, like, really opened my eyes talking to you. It was like, don't, and that I love where you come from and approach different things is. Don't don't think about things in your own environment. Like if you're in tattooing, don't just look at tattooing. Like pull from people who run their own businesses somewhere else. Like 
someone who works for E-Trade, like go talk to them about how they run their business, you right. know, or go to talk to a restaurateur and how they set things up. Or like if it's something with lighting, like maybe go talk to a fine art painter. You know, don't, don't think within your own world, like, oh my God, I, I got to figure out how to draw a skull better. Like go to the art museum and look how they painted it. Like why, why does it work so well, you know, or go to a sculptor and figure out like, well, what do you do when you approach a sculpture to make the to make it look realistic? You know, I I never realized that the reason why like the old uh, Roman sculptures the eye sockets are so far sunk back is to get the shadows proper. Like it's over exaggerated for that reason. But you don't you don't realize that stuff if you're just staying within your own environment. No, I have a, I have some key people that I call and they know who they are. They're, I got a buddy Carl who's a recording engineer. He doesn't he doesn't draw pictures, but he has a creative process that he uses. Mm. So I borrow from his creative process. I've got a, two friends in New York, uh, Sean and Craig. They're photographers. They're on top of their game. They don't draw pictures, but they're still in the creative process. It's still a lateral movement. And I've got a couple more people that. I definitely reach out to, and I, and I shut my mouth and I just listen, mm. you know, because they, when people have have achieved some success, they love turning around and helping someone else. And I think paying them, the only way to pay someone back by who, who's taking the time to, to help cultivate you is to keep practicing what they said um, as much as possible. Mm. You know, you can, hey, thanks, man, here's five bucks. I mean, that's whatever. It's almost an insult. But... Like I, I recently had an article come out and I uh, took a picture of it and I and I texted it to my buddy Craig up in New York and I was like, hey man, this is a direct result from your influence and I just want to say thank you and that's that's how I do it is I, I I say thank you by trying to be the most successful person I can be and true to myself. Oh totally, yeah. yeah. Taking taking what you've learned and building on it and like in, instead of instead of trying to show off with it just like focus on your own game and the results are going to come from that yeah i think i think the byproducts are the byproducts of your goals are, are going to blow you away more than your goal totally yeah so anyway uh this has been another episode of the bastards of art podcast i'm matt i'm jonathan <laughs> and if you uh liked what you heard today we should be on itunes pretty soon um go ahead and subscribe and listen we're gonna be able to do this like yeah. Like us down like here. Like us down here. here. <laughs> I'm going to put it up here. All right. Thank you very much. Take care.